You're listening to the Retirement Remix Show with financial advisors and hosts Chip Munn, that's me, and John Tate of Signature Wealth Group. Get ready for a bite-sized dose of timely and actionable financial planning and retirement tips alongside remixed retirement stories from real people just like you. Listen in now to be inspired, find direction, and build your own retirement remix. Welcome back to the Retirement Remix. I'm Chip Munn. And I'm John Tate. One of the things we're going to focus today on is... The budget. So, John, one of the things that you and I have spent a lot of time talking about is, uh, you know, when we look at folks who are planning for retirement, budget is a, a really nasty word. I, I try to the best I it Budget is a lot like diet. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. People don't want to hear it. And so a lot of times I find the word spending plan to be more palatable, if you will. But one of the things you and I have talked a lot about is kind of the, the notion of as we get into retirement, how the idea of a budget can change. So what are some of the things that you've seen? I guess really probably maybe even a more important question is when we start looking at spending plans, why is this important? Well, it's important uh, to us as financial advisors because it helps us understanding the family budget helps us figure out how the assets should be invested, where the areas of focus should be. And by starting with the budget, you can really figure out the sources of income coming in, the uh, expenditures going out, and which ones are the biggest, which ones might drop off over time, like a mortgage. Um, And on the income side, we tend to look for uh, income sources that have nothing to do with the stock market, like Social Security, like a pension, maybe an annuity uh, income stream, something like that, that wouldn't be impacted at all by the ups and downs of the market. Uh, Those things tend to help us plan better and help us create that signature life plan uh, that we have for each and every one of our clients. Well, you make a good point. I I think that one of the things that, you know, so when we're looking at retirement and the idea whether that, and I think you and I agree that the the word retirement kind of has morphed over time and it means different things to different people. So for the purposes of this conversation, when we talk about retirement, uh, it can mean any, it, it can be a gradual thing, or it can be you know uh, I've I've hit a certain age and and I'm I'm not working at all ever again. So, but from that standpoint, one of the things that you mentioned is yeah having a plan, and I I agree that the entire purpose of this discussion is that all these things have to work into some sort of overall plan. Uh, the sources of income measured off of against expenses. But if it's not cohesive, if it's not comprehensive, it, it really it really doesn't work. It's kind of like trying to get across country but only having directions to get to the state line. You know, if you only have bits and pieces. What have you found in terms of you know, looking at kind of spending and the – plans for those. What have been some of the struggles that you've seen for people? Well, you know, when you think about a plan like this, it's easy to make um, 
you know, comparison to something like uh, the Constitution of the United States, for example. It's a living document. It has changed over time. And that's one of the things we try to create when we're creating our signature uh, life plan. And when you say the word spend, it means that you're using something up, whether it's you're spending your money or you're spending your time, you're using something to do that, uh, to take that action or to do that event. And so, you know, sometimes people will get into trouble because in time, in good times in the market, they'll see the market go up. They'll see the portfolio value rise faster than expected. And they'll think they can somehow change their spending habits and perhaps overspend in those years. And uh, what they don't realize is that we take into consideration those better than expected years and try to save some of that outperformance for future spending increases. And so a lot of what we do in our business is just helping people figure out (laughs) the responsible way to spend down their money. And, um, you know, everybody has their own way of dealing with responsibility. Well, and when we talk about uh, this, it's, it's important to note that, you know, most people in retirement or a lot of them are in relationships. And, and the fact that uh, some of these things, uh, you know, personality plays a part of it. And so we want to make sure that you take that into consideration. Yeah, I, you mentioned something, John, that I had in my notes, which is about a plan. You know, a plan can be either a noun, like we had one, it's a physical document, uh, or it can be a verb. It's an active, living, breathing thing. And one of the mistakes that I see a lot is that, you know, uh, uh, next to maybe the biggest mistake being not having a plan at all. Kind of the, the next biggest struggle that I've seen is having a plan that that you haven't reviewed or updated. And so, you know, especially after a year like last year, you know, what I have found is in most people, there have been changes. And the changes can either be uh, in the market, in your risk, in or in you as a person, circumstances change, and your your plan needs to change too. What are some of the things when you look at uh, John? When you look at some of the struggles in kind of keeping with the plan, one of the things that I've seen people have a hard time with is um, the notion of what am I going to do when we talk about spending? You know, the other thing we spend other than our time is, or our money is our time. What what are some of the the struggles that you've seen around folks who are really trying to digest this new life in retirement? It is really hard to flip a switch and pretend like you're going to go from working forty hours a week to working zero hours a week at a specific place and time. Yeah, we all have our habits. We all have our routines. Wake up, you know, get ready have some coffee, maybe a muffin. You like muffins, right, Chip? Um, And get ready to go to work, go to work, work a day, come home, relax, go to bed, do it all over again the next day. That is a, and you, you do that for 30 years. That is a huge, a huge lifestyle change to make to go from doing that to all of a sudden trying to wake up every day and then plan what you're going to do. And so that it is a struggle. And so some of the most content retirees that we work with are the ones that don't flip the switch and they either find a way to work something part-time either uh, in a consulting role in the industry that they just left, 
or they might go to a local hospital and start volunteering at the hospital. There are plenty of job-like volunteer opportunities in the community you live in. If you haven't looked, I encourage you to do so. Um, but there are all kinds of opportunities for all kinds of interests and uh, areas of expertise. And so those are the, the clients that we have that are the most content, at least in the first five years of retirement, where they're trying to figure out what this new life has evolved into. And um, that's, that's what we would suggest for almost everyone if that's what they are looking for. Well, and I think the other key important thing to note is that by thinking this through and, and really being deliberate, you know, one of the things I've seen people, the people who are most successful kind of have a vis- visualization, right, of what this is going to look like over time. And, you know, for me, that includes, you know, I'm going to retire with who, where, doing what, and starting when. And, and when you do those things, I think, John, that there are a lot of folks who, with the proper plan, can figure out that they can start that, either consulting or some form of less hours, maybe for less pay type of transition. They can start it earlier by just thinking about it, giving themselves permission, doing some visualization around it, and creating a plan for it. So I think, too, you mentioned, John, um, you know, in addition to maybe wanting to work, some people have hobbies. But one of the things that I've seen is it's important for folks to remember that, you know, certain things cost more money than other. It, it, certain hobbies. Uh, I'm not a golfer, but I understand it can get expensive. You know, some 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 things cost more to do. And particularly one adjustment that I've seen both in the finances and, and just the general life of, of folks who are, getting into new retirement is that adjustment to having to fill those times in a lot of cases can cost more money than they thought. Correct. And, you know, we've had some clients that have, for example, taken up jewelry making in the first couple of years of their retirement. And those, uh, those materials are not only expensive to buy, but also the, the equipment that you would need for that is also expensive. And so sometimes they'll end up putting a lot of money up front into something to get it started because they feel like they need something to do. They need an outlet for all this energy uh, and time that they have. Um, and uh, at the end, they might spend a couple of years on it and decide that, eh, you know, this really isn't what I wanted to do long-term. And then they have all this equipment that they spent money on that they don't know what to do with. So it's, it's a give and take. Um, and, and obviously there are people out there that can, they have those, the ability to, to make those, choices and then do something different afterwards. And then there are folks that have maybe a slimmer um, spending pattern uh, that they need to follow that maybe that wouldn't work for. Well, and there are some people who could just make a decision to cut bait and and to sell the machinery. And and it's all to thine own self be true, right? You know, and there are some people that if they bought a big piece of machinery, uh, it's a little bit the idea of selling that to them uh, you know, you're, you're going to have some feelings about that if you're a certain kind of person, and that's completely understandable. Just realize, you know, even in retirement, what kind of commitments you make and, and how they kind of play into who you are. The last thing, John, I want us to talk about for a minute today is, you know, so we, we look at these things and we talk about having a, a plan. 
how how do we keep on track? How do we make sure that we're you know we've we've said what we're going to do, how we're going to spend our money? What are your thoughts on keeping track of that, and and how often should uh, folks who are in retirement, yeah, how often should they be reviewing their plan? It depends on the client, but we typically have at least two review meetings each year with our clients that where we go over uh, the the goal planning and monitoring uh, uh, website and uh, software that we have uh, that shows them uh, the outputs of how they can make it to the end of their plan without running out of money. And we can actually have that information filter through to their client access so that they can look at it on an even more regular basis if they want to. Many clients are interested to see, especially in the past 12 to 18 months, how the significant rises and falls in the market affect their probability of making it to the end of their plan without running out of money. And while emotionally it might seem like these large market swings would have a big impact on the output in in reality it doesn't it might swing the percentage of probability of of making it to the end of the plan one or two percentage points but i guess my point here is we review it with the client the client also has the opportunity to go and look at it themselves and further they can go in and they can play around with the numbers and see what if I buy a new car this year and spend sixty or $70,000. What if I spend $10,000 on new equipment for making jewelry and I pull some of that spending forward? What does that do to the probability that I make it to the end of my plan without running out of money? And what does it do to my ability to handle life as it comes at me and the emergencies that may arise that we, we don't know we're going to have to face? Yeah, and yeah, it's interesting when you you talked about buying the equipment and putting that into the plan. One of the things, and, and we'll talk about this in a later episode. One of the things that I get asked a lot is about gifting to kids, and you know, for what it's worth, just to preview that episode, uh, if you're loaning money to a child, uh, we just treat it in your plan as if you gave it away. Uh, you're lost it. It's gone. It's not yours because the last person who gets paid back is mom and dad. That's just the way that it is. And so for planning, that's definitely something that we can do. But, you know, when we look at uh, the making of the plan and then keeping a plan, what we're going to talk about next time is uh, the idea that usually – Somebody takes care of these things. So when it comes to keeping on track, usually somebody in a relationship uh, functions as kind of the family CFO, works with the uh, their advisor and others. And so next time, we're going to talk about the dynamic of kind of who in the household kind of helps maintain uh, kind of the pattern and keeps you on track. So, uh, John, it's been a great week. Great having you. I have enjoyed this experience. I look forward to the next one. There we have it. Another great episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, here are four ways that we can help. First, complete the Retirement Success Scorecard to discover whether or not you're on track to a successful retirement on your terms. You can find this at SignatureWealth.com scorecard. Second, get a complimentary copy of my book, The Retirement Remix, 
Whether you're interested in real-life retirement stories and inspiration from others like you, or you want to learn more about Medicare and Social Security, it's all in there. Go to theretirementremix.com to grab your copy. Third, listen in on bi-weekly office hours with our team. We host live virtual office hours to share new investment and planning information and answer your money, markets, and retirement questions. Find the details to join us at SignatureWealth.com slash office hours. And fourth, schedule a complimentary strategy call with one of our advisors to make sure you're on track toward your ideal retirement. Go to SignatureWealth.com and select the Signature Wealth office closest to you. We'll be back here next week for more on the Retirement Remix. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.